Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Shelton Kranz, a survivor, thriver, adventurer, and believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from handpicked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast. Before I introduce my incredible guest, Tim Story, I wanna take a moment and acknowledge those people on the front line of this pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic. From the doctors to the nurses, teachers, the family members that are taking care of their loved ones at home, we send you our hope, our love, our healing energy, and our strength and support. We cannot create a healthier world without all of you doing the work that you do. So we see you, we hear you, we stand beside you, and we thank you. For those people in isolation that are dealing with sadness, perhaps depression, or just simply want some inspiration in their life, I am offering a series of workshops. Um, They are free online called Calm and Connected. We did have one last evening and it was incredible. Jenna Reese showed up and did some amazing breath work with us. We talk about everything from boundary setting to um, releasing our frustrations and our fear, bringing in hope or love, inspiration. We talk about nature therapy and how to bring that into your home. We also bring in a lot of forgiveness and um, just simply support because we need community right now. If this is something that interests you, go into the show notes and click on the link, sign up, and I will send you all of the information. If you can't make one of the sessions, I do send out a replay um, after as well for your convenience. So let's talk a little bit about my amazing guest, Tim Story. This, (laughs) we had this interview the first week of our um, quarantine at home, self-quarantine at home. My niece uh, was um, had to self-quarantine in my office, and so therefore, I did this interview up in my kitchen. And little did I know that my phone would go off, my phone and my new computer would go off, all the things that could possibly happen, happened. Because we are all you know, working together in a small space at this time, and What's funny is that I didn't even take it out of the episode. I thought, you know what? This is real life. This is happening and I am leaving it in there. So when you hear me go, oh, there's God calling again, that's what that's about. Um, I just found it to be quite humorous, quite frankly. And as all of you know, I like to bring in joy and humor into my life on an everyday basis. So I brought it to you as well. So Tim Story is an acclaimed author, speaker, and a life coach, helping people to create the future that they desire. He leads Congregation Church in California, which meets weekly and provides spiritual insight and direction for people of diverse ages, backgrounds, and needs. 
He is featured on nationally syndicated Keep the Faith Radio each weekend. You can find him there, providing short inspirational moments, and is featured on the Steve Harvey TV Facebook Live weekly. He was a future guest on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey TV, Grant Cardone's 10 Times Growth Con, and many more. Tim has authored multiple books, with the most recent Comeback and Beyond being a top seller on Amazon. So Tim and I actually share the same publishing house, um, Harper Horizon, and I am blessed and honored to be publishing a book beside him. So please grab your, um, grab whatever it is that you need. I so, so encourage you to grab a pen because this is in your, and your journal, because this is such an inspirational conversation that I had with him talking about forgiveness and life and just all the things that is so juicy and magical. And I am blessed and honored to bring Tim's story to you. Enjoy. Tim's story. It is wonderful to see you this morning. Um, I have been looking forward to this podcast with you for quite some time. Um, I actually went on the water this morning on the ocean and did my own meditating and praying and uh, really thinking about what we're going through right now in this world. And I'm so honored and blessed to have you here uh, speaking to me about what's happening in this world um, at this time. I always say that things happen uh, in time for a reason. And there is a reason that you and I are sitting here together on this morning and having yeah. this conversation. So thank well, you for being here. All, yes, you're welcome. But it's very surreal, isn't it? Like it I is. went to Starbucks today to the drive-thru and it was like a ghost town. And there was only one car in front of me. So, I mean, in, in your lifetime and my lifetime, we have not faced anything like this. No. But in the midst of it, what I'm liking, and you're probably seeing this as well, how a lot of people are really coming together. Yeah. And they're like saying, how can I help? How can I assist? And um, so that shows that there is a lot of love still going on in the world. There is a lot of love going on in the world. And I love that you're saying that because I think it's one of the things that we need more of that and kindness. There are, those are the two things that I preach a lot. Like we need more kindness and we need more love and we need people to be able to sit in front of each other and have these non-judgmental conversations about what's happening and how all of our actions affect one another. Yes. So I would like to actually start, uh, you know, I've, I've been paying attention to you for a while. So I'm super excited to um, even be asking you some of these questions with you in front of me. Um, I know from my own life, I have had to go through an awful lot of uh, things, a lot of traumas. Mm -hmm. And my listeners as well um, are trauma survivors, the relational trauma, betrayal trauma. They've been affected in many different ways. And um, it's interesting because through my own traumas and my own healing, it's allowed me to shift and look at life differently. So I want to start with you um, and ask you about your life and what got you to here today. Yes. I think, I think it'd be easy to start at my childhood, but today with you, I'm not going to. Totally fine. Um, I think that, you know, like all of us, that you know, we're born into a family and many times we don't realize how dysfunctional that they were and sometimes are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> until situations happen. So for, for my family, um, we were lower income and uh, I was born in Compton, California, seven people in a two bedroom apartment. 
But if I was to fast forward even into, let's say, being a teenager, Mm -hmm. I was exposed to people that were living at another level that I had never seen before. And that is in the area of education, mm-hmm. in the area of their dreams and their goals. And I've been teaching for a long time that we, we learn three primary ways, education, conversation, and observation. Mm. So education, conversation, and observation. And in my teens, I was fortunate enough to get around some really great teachers in high school that had conversations with me and began to show me things about life I had not seen before. And that just kind of shook up the real little Timmy story that was always waiting to get out. So, um, yeah. So can you tell me about one of those teachers? I had the same thing uh, when I was, um, I'm thinking mainly in high school. And also I was a teacher. I was an art teacher. So I I look at life as a very creative sense. Everything is at our fingertips to be created on a daily basis. So can you tell me about one of those teachers that you had and how they influenced you? Yeah, in high school, there was a a teacher by the name of Mr. Coles, like K-O-L-L-S. And he was was our basketball coach and I was a good athlete. And uh, so I had this conversation with him, which I didn't know he was going to like give me great insight. Uh, I said that somebody had given me a book about the life of Mother Teresa. <laughs> and um, I said, Mr. Coles, I said, this book like really affected me. And I was going to go to USC as a communications major. I said, I'm seriously thinking about going to seminary because I want to be a humanitarian. I'm starting mm-hmm. to think that way. And he goes, you got time? I go, yeah. He goes, come to my office. So he sat in his office for like an hour. I'd never seen this side of him, like a very the gentle side, uh, listening. He goes, he called me Timmy back there. Timmy, I believe this could be your calling. He said, you, you, you know, I didn't make you the captain of the team just because you're a really good athlete. You're just a good leader, mm-hmm. but you're a servant leader. So it, it's amazing that he said, hey, you know, this could be a smart idea. So I began to look into seminaries, but part of it was because of the conversation with Mr. Coles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, so did you, was this teacher somebody that you sought out or was it just somebody that kind of like was there? Did you, were you, how did you find him? How was it? A- as you, as you know, as well as me, some things in life we decide. <laughs> True. And some, some things we discover. So mine was not the decision to, to, to go talk to Mr. Coles, but it was a discovery of him just saying, hey, Timmy, what's the latest? Yeah. Because he liked my mind. He liked the way I thought. Yeah. And I said, oh, I was reading this book about the life of uh, Mother Teresa. So right. that was not a decision. It was a discovery. But here's the important thing that you know. We need to pay attention in the midst of our busyness to discoveries and little breaks and little miracles that are all around us. And sometimes we miss because we're so busy or preoccupied. Mm -hmm. So I am going to hold there for a moment because I do want to come back to that. Um, I believe deeply in that when I am in nature, that is my safe space to go to. And I pay attention to the butterflies, 
God's creatures, if it's the whales that look at me, whatever it is. Um, I do want to come back to that and, and follow up with that, but I want to go back to that moment. How did that influence you into who you be, have become today in reading the books about Mother Teresa and going into that spiritual path? And it's interesting, my son is going to USC next uh-huh. year as, as a freshman to play water polo. And so, Congratulations yeah, but I, I also understand the uh, significance of saying, you know what, I don't think I want to go that path right now. I want to go this one this way. And so how has that shifted you uh, even in today? I know one for, one thing that you have talked about in the past is life uh, life is already planned. Yes. Right. And it's about listening along the way to even those um, nuggets of information that are passed to us uh, from other people or whatever it is. Um, I also have like these little intuitive hits that come from God or universe, whatever you want to yeah. say. Um how did that influence you into even who have you be, who you've become today and how you lead today well, you, as a servant said, leader? In my opinion, you said that perfectly. Is that I think all of us have assignments. Mm-hmm. Is that is that we're we're called? Yeah. And then the second thing that happens is that you have to cooperate with the calling. Yeah. And so that's not always easy. <laughs> not always easy. See, and what happened is that my USC connection was very firm because it was one of the top USC athletes of all time there was a family friend that was already paving the way. I mean, I had good grades, but the, the way was being paved. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that would have been the easier way to go really, because this idea of seminary, I didn't want to go there for religious reasons. I wanted to go there to be a humanitarian. Mm. And so I ended up getting my doctorate in world religion as time went on. But so you got the calling and then you have to cooperate. As you said, it's not always easy. And then the third is that there's a character building side. The calling, cooperation, the character, and then the courage. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I think with both of our minds, we could break that down pretty good. Because in your life, same thing happened. Your calling called you. Oh, for sure. I remember when I was driving down the road at 17 and had the intuitive hit that, okay, my life as difficult as it is right now, is going to be put into a book someday. And here we are sitting together with the same publisher. And, you know, and when people would talk to me about, well, you're just this small town girl from Black Earth, Wisconsin. How are you going to get a book deal? And I said, I just know it. I just know it. I can't even explain it. It's just that piece within me that that my intuition uh, that I'm following. I just know that I'm following a path that's already there. It's just simply I need to walk through it. Okay, I need so to that, be that person so to go there. Beautiful. And if one can get that into their system, <laughs> and, uh, um, I think this is one of the best conversations I've had with Oprah. And we have a lot. But she said to me, she goes, Tim, I love this thing that you say that you don't have to chase anything. Right. So I don't believe in chasing things. Mm-mm. So I believe in cooperating with what heaven has already said. So that's simply what I need to do is I need to stop, look, and listen. Stop. Don't be a human doing. Be a human being. Mm-hmm. Fully present. Fully present. Oh. oh, sorry. I don't know what just happened there. Oh, my gosh. This is what happens when I end up with a new computer. No, but maybe it was an important call or something. No, I don't know what that is. Something good happened. Oh, is there? That's really interesting. I've, this is what happens. Was that God calling? 
<laughs> Seriously, I'm actually going to keep that in the entire thing because I think that's yeah, really like funny. I've never, you know, this is what happens when we, uh, when we are, you know, doing yeah. when we're when we're in conversation like this, and then all of a sudden something like this occurs. You so, handle you know? well. Well, you know, it is what it is. I've got kids. I've got three boys, and uh, and you just you just keep moving through it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Sarah, we were saying. Yes. So we don't believe in chasing. No. We believe in cooperating with what heaven or the universe says. But in order to do that, we need to stop. We need to look. We need to listen. Okay. So now, you listen here, and you listen here. Your calling yes. will always call you. So that's why, even though. I love sports and was a good athlete. I was already a communicator and I was already thinking about communications major at USC, but I couldn't get this thing out of my heart of what mother Teresa did with the orphans. Right. So here we go calling. And then I had to cooperate. The co cooperation is to align yourself with what you think your calling is saying. Yes. Very difficult. You've had to do it yourself because you could have lived a certain type of life. I could have. I would say there's many times you had to swim upstream. Ugh. Right? You have no, yes. Because your calling was calling. Because my calling was calling. And you know what that call was about right here? Which is interesting. It's somebody that just said to me, who do I call? Because I just found a dog that's in really poor condition. I know that you have the answer. Oh. Right? And so, um, you know, it's interesting because... You know, I, I, in your calling, you are also, uh, you have other people around you that see that elevation, that see that, you know, they can come to you for certain things. And um, it's, a, it's a really big, uh, it's, a, it's a big, I don't even know how to explain it, a big deal in life to be at this place where there are so many things happening at one time. Right. We are at a time uh, right now with this coronavirus, with all of the yeah. different things happening and people will come to you for the advice or for the suggest the, the for the uh, for just to talk to you about certain things. Right. Because yes. we're all at a time right now where we're we're at a big shift. I truly believe that we are at a big shift in life where we need to get back to that place of connection and to back to that place of understanding and back to that place of being able to see each other for who we truly are. Yeah. I think one of the biggest shifts in probably the last 50 years. So I agree with you. So here's a, here's a thought because we talked about the calling, got to cooperate. And it, it, it makes me think about, about two summers ago, my air conditioned system just started giving me trouble and it literally went out. So I live in Southern California too. And I'm telling you, it was like 102, 103 degrees at that time, that summer, two years ago. And so my house was so hot. So I was telling my assistant, "You, what happened to the guy that usually fixes it? Tim, he is so busy, he can't get here. So I was like, that was my number one thing is to find the air conditioner person. Yeah. So through a number of friendships, I finally found somebody whose father, that's what he did. So the air con man. So I remember when he came in, I'm like, do you need any water? Do you need a seven up? Do you need, do you need to sit down? Oh. 
Do you mean the massage for back? <laughs> I would have done anything for him to fix my air conditioning. And he did. And so I, I thought about that later, is that the reason I needed him is because I had a problem and he was equipped. Yeah. I had a yes. problem and he was equipped. So that's why life is calling you in the game in such a big way right now, because we have a problem and you yeah. are equipped. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. The world's looking for you, so go get them. Yeah, it's really been, um, you know, I don't know how it was for you and your journey coming upon this, but uh, you, I've had to do a lot of, of uh, setting things aside, knowing that this is the right path and just a lot of trusting and a lot of truly believing um, in my voice and in the courage, in yeah. the courage to be able to step forth um, and use my voice in a way that I know also does need to be used at this time. Yes. And uh, there's been a lot of people that have questioned along the way, and that's okay. I think in the questioning, I actually find more answers to what I need to be doing. It mm. just also shows me like, yeah, you are on the right path. Even in those moments where I sit there and I'm a little scared. And I yeah. know that my listeners have the same thing. There's a lot of fear in life. Um, and at the same time, I think it's it's about listening to yourself and saying, you know, even in the fear, um, we can find what we need to and the strength, our own strength to move forward. I so agree. Calling, cooperation, character. Yes. Character leads to what I'm loving what you're doing on forgiveness. Because mm -hmm. if, if you do not learn to forgive, forget, you will not go forward. And so a lot of that is in the character side. And, and as you know, because you've seen in people's lives, they could have great opportunities but if they are full of unforgiveness, they're basically stuck. So tell us, tell us why this forgiveness thing is so important. Well, I am so excited to have this forgiveness conversation with you. I never in a million years thought that I would be that thought person, right, on forgiveness. Um, I didn't know that it was such a huge part of my life until I was asked to do this TED Talk. And then it was like we were pulling apart the layers into how, how is it that I've been able to walk this journey and be so happy and come out that other side and be such a happy human being? Yes. And through that process of really uh, pulling back those layers, the onion layers, I realized that it was forgiveness. It's because I'm not one to, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, pardon. I don't say, Hey, it's okay that you did this. And at the same time, I'm not going to hold on to, those emotions that were handed to me through, uh, through the things that happened. I'm yeah. not one to hold on to pain. I'm not one to hold on to resentment or anger or any of that stuff. It doesn't serve me. It does to get me to that next place. And then it's about just letting it go. It's interesting. Cause I was, when I was actually going through your, um, through your uh, website, Smokey Robinson said something to you. He said, Tim's story is wonderful at walking people through the best and worst of times which is awesome. And I know that in just watching you, that forgiveness, um, I can feel it from you. Yeah. Even with you mentioned mother, mentoring Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa is one of my, I look at her and I just say, oh, wow, what, what a beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful soul. And, yeah. um, and, you know, I think that the depth of people uh, and being able to walk through this life in this way is because we have come to this place of realizing that forgiveness is a key piece of it. And it's something that we as society just don't look at. 
Yes. It's so I, many I, times, I right? It's like, and that's why I was so excited about having this conversation when I was on the water this morning and I was watching the sea lions and looking at the birds. And I was like, I really am excited about having this conversation of simply how do you forgive? Yes. I really want to know, like, how does Tim's story forgive? How okay. do you view it? So I have some ideas for you. I love it. Okay, so here's the deal. So when we're little, we start with momentum. With momentum, mm -hmm. Most kids come out with momentum. The more that I do on my research, look at all this research. Oh, my gosh. This is from one amazing psychologist right there. So I'm constantly getting new things sent to me. I hire people to research for me. And, but so one of the things that we found is that the majority of children um, have momentum, have energy, some mm -hmm. do not. Some, it's a personality side of them where they really lack momentum or sometimes something traumatic has happened to them where they do not have that much momentum. But most children, have momentum. So momentum is leaning forward, okay? Yeah. Force, it's a force, okay? Yeah. But here's what happens. As we get older, things happen to try to stop the force. Oh. And one of the things that happens is that people, people challenge us, try to halt us, confine us. Sometimes it's through prejudice, Sometimes it's through terrible things, molestation, et cetera, things that take place while people are young. So what happens is that we have an offense. Somebody did an offense against us. So don't ever forget this. An offense will put you on the defense. Yes. Yes. So okay, watch. that's God again. God's calling and saying you're very good. So what? God loves you, by the way. See? <laughs> great God right there. So what happens is that we have this momentum and yeah. if I got offended, the offense is going to put me on the defense. Right. So instead of people coming at each other like, hey, we're like this because we've been offended. We've all been offended. Yeah. So we got to find the right thing to do with that offense or it's going to put us on the defense. Right. Is that powerful or what? That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Because and it's so interesting because I watch people that are that are in these situations and I've been watching it since I've been, you know, a little kid. I, you know, I was always told, forgive and forget, shove it under the rug, let it go. Right. And it's like you don't go through the process of um of actually really being able to analyze what happened to you and where's the learning in that. You yeah. can't just shove it under the rug. You have to actually learn from it. And uh, I love that thought process of offense versus defense. Yes. So do you have a definition of forgiveness? So I do have a definition of forgiveness. Would you like me to share my definition of forgiveness? I would, I would like you to share that. I, um, I, you know, I actually came upon my definition of forgiveness because um so I went to the Apple store and bought myself a new computer, hence me learning how to use this, yeah. which is what's really uh, on Friday night, right before they closed. Yeah. So I actually have it on my computer and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. So the definition that I use of forgiveness is, 
I'm taking a moment just to breathe this in because this is pretty big for me. Of course. To acknowledge an offense and the consequences of that offense as truth, to choose to let go of negative feelings, the choice piece, and to cease to harbor animosity towards the offender. So that is the definition that I have used um, throughout my life, not even realizing it until uh, I was writing this speech for this TED Talk. Yes. And um, the reason that I wrote the speech the way that I did is because Webster's definition is actually says to forgive and forget. And I really have a hard time with the forgetting piece. I don't think it's so much about forgetting. It's about um, accepting what had happened to you and being able to learn from the process of it. Um, I know from a lot of people, my clients and me included, you, by forgetting it, it's like it didn't happen. Yes. Right. And we don't want to say it didn't happen because guess what? It did. I know for me, I'm living the consequences of it every single day. I had to sell my house. I moved across the street. I've now got, you know, three boys in my home and I'm working in a smaller space. Hence all the things that happen around me at one time. Um, And it just, for me, it's not about uh, forgetting it. It's about accepting that it happened. Plus, I like this definition so much because it gives my boys the opportunity to understand that they don't have to forget what's happened in their life. You know, what they went through to get to this place, to be leaders who they've become, it's a lot because of the fact that I've said, look, this happened. Let's find the learning in this so that then you can become better leaders in this world for all of your all of your peers. I love how you're handling that. So you, in your definition, you talked about the offense. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome that we had talked about that before you even read it. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You talked about (laughs) the choice, the choice. And as we know, so many people choose not to forgive. Right. What happens, as you know, it's, it, it deteriorates every part of you. Yeah. From your soul to your mind, even your body. There's even a proverb in the Bible that says that when you have unforgiveness, it dries up your bones. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. So we talked about the offense, the choice. And then you cease to remember. And so the offense is there. So you got to mark the offense. Right. And then you have to create new boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's where me and you have become um, a little more educated is that I'm very, very kind to people. Oh, always. I'm very fair. I'm very friendly. But there's, I'm also very firm mm-hmm. because in, in, in my kind of life, people want to many times uh, get on the inner circle and their motives are not correct. Right. And um, I have seen Oprah Winfrey do this because I've been with her in public and she is so kind. But if she feels like somebody just went way too far, she, she is quick to shift. Yeah. And guess what? We need to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be that way. We need to set our boundaries. Yes. And I think that so many people that have been traumatized have a hard time setting boundaries because they don't know how, you know, they have become, uh, there's just so much, there's so much um, that's been shaken in the world. And so that's part of the process that I do with people when I'm in the Grand Canyon is I teach them, we go back to 
what healthy boundaries even are. Because it, you also, the other thing that I've noticed with my own self, I don't know about you, but having gone through some difficult times, um, I sometimes got to the place where I created such a boundary that it didn't allow other people to come in. And yeah. I don't want to do that either, right? I've had to relearn that whole process of, of um, intimacy with others because it was my own safety, you know, when you're hurt that deeply and you've had to create so much safety in your life. Well, and I'm a mama bear and I protect my kids that they will always be first, always. I've got my boys. And so I've had to also relearn throughout this entire process of healing that it's okay to shift your boundaries a little bit in order to allow people into your space while also realizing that at times other people do need to step out. Yeah. So I love that you brought the whole boundary thing up because I think in forgiveness, um, it's one of the steps that I put in my book was yeah. I, it's all about boundaries. I, I love that. And I, and I think that what happens is that some of these deeper wounds that people that are watching that you guys have received, whether it be through divorce, whether it be through maybe going into business with somebody and they did you wrong, mm-hmm. that somebody really was maybe jealous and attacked you. Those are all difficult things to forgive. And so that's why, in my opinion, there needs to be a real understanding and education on what forgiveness is. Yes. Uh, some of the benefits of forgiving. Mm-hmm. It will, it will, it will loose you, it will, it will set you free. And it's that it's that idea of that it's none of my business what you think about me. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Somehow, some way, that is really part of what's in my DNA. Yeah. Is that I may go to a big event and nine people will say, wow, great speech. And one guy may say, you know, you say a lot of things that people will say already. And I didn't really like the name dropping when you were talking about celebrities and so it seems to me that even though nine love me, there's always going to be one that does this. Yeah. Here's what I've learned. Tim, consider the source. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Who knows what that rascal's been through? And this probably has a lot to do with his wife and not me. <laughs> right. Projection. I know. And here's the other thing, too. I think that for me, that's where I've had to learn to sit back and say no judgment. I appreciate it. I, I'm listening. I hear you and no yeah. judgment. I still learn. I still listen. Uh, and at the same time, it, totally it's consider the source. It's like, you know, you don't know, maybe they just had a really bad run in with somebody at the gas station that was just not good. Yes. You, you have no idea what happened to them five seconds before they had that conversation with you. And so for me, I always start there and then, you know, okay, I hear you. Yes. It's uh. I- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say calling, cooperation, character, and then courage. Again, courage. what I'm liking about what I'm seeing about your life, your journey, is that you you have courage to be um, a single mother. Is that correct? I am. I'm a single mom of three okay. boys, 28, 18, and 13. Okay. So you're a single mom. You're running a business. You're doing well. You're going to do even better. It takes courage because... There's always going to be an opposition to your mission. Yeah. And I tease and I always say, if you decide 
to start getting in shape and running, they will build a Krispy Kreme across the street from your house. <laughs> so true. <laughs> There's always an opposition to your mission. And so I think that that's where the courage comes in, the courage to just keep pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. But you have to have the fuel, which is the character yeah. and the faith in order to push through successfully. Yeah, that's beautiful. I know for me, the courage, um, and I want to find, I want to hear from you where you also have garnered most of your courage. For me, it was in nature. Yeah. Like Mother Earth. It's all about Mother Earth for me. She has um, provided so many lessons, um, spiritual lessons, uh, just all, so many universal lessons of look, okay, you're four miles offshore right now, girlfriend, and fog rolled in and you didn't even see it coming. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to listen to get yourself back to shore? And, uh, and really being able to say like, okay, I know that this is out here for a reason. Life is happening for me at every moment. And there is a reason that I am now stuck in fog alone, four miles offshore, needing to paddle in. And so for me, it's always been finding my courage has been able to, I've been able to go back to that place, that inner source and find, uh, find my inner compass. Yes. To lead me where I need to, where I need to go. But I think we should stick with that theme for a minute because Okay. I feel like a lot of people miss that. Like, um, you know, Southern California, as you know, our coasts are so amazing. You can go all the way to Santa Barbara, beautiful coast, come down south, go into Malibu, go into the area where you're residing. You go into Newport Beach, Huntington Beach. I think Laguna Beach is one of the prettiest places in the world. So beautiful. And I've been to 75 countries. It's a lot like Cape Town, South Africa which I've been to probably 11 times. But I think that we, we miss it sometimes, that mm-hmm. we can even live in such a beautiful community like we do and almost forget that the ocean is right there. Yeah. And on yeah. certain days, as you know from Southern California, we could see the ocean here while looking up at the mountains here. Mm-hmm. And then only be like an hour and a half away from Palm Springs, the desert. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think what you are doing, and really bringing this idea of love, forgiveness, health, healing, and also just environment and nature is a beautiful idea. Thank you, thank you, and that's where I went to heal. That was my healing space, um, one of a few. But I also, that's where I found so much of my own courage and strength. You know, it was like, let's see if I can go do this. And then I would. And I realized that we really have the power to do so much more in life than what we even give ourselves uh, permission to seek. I want to bring up a subject that I think will help people and see what you think about it. Let's go for it. A lot of people ask me, um, you know, how long is this going to take? before I start getting the feelings that are correct about this person that hurt me. Because mm. I work with a lot of men. I work with very powerful men. And I coach them from literally from all over the world. And when a lot of powerful men get in business with each other, there's problems. Yeah. And so some of them go from I dislike you to I really dislike you to I loathe you, which loathe is worse than even hating them. 
And so if, if, if that stays with them, as we said earlier, they are not going to be effective. You agree right. with that part. Right. So I think if somebody doesn't do the work, that unforgiveness can just last the lifetime. Correct. So that's one reason I'm glad for your gift because sometimes you got to go be like a surgeon and get in there and help somebody with their unforgiveness because it's not just going to up and go away. No, it's not. Are you asking me how long that this takes? Is this no, one of the I'm just I'm just throwing it out there and telling you it's going to take a long time unless you deal with it. <laughs> Can I, can I give you my thoughts on this, please? So uh, I compare forgiveness. And I talked about this in the Ted talk speech um, as like the 12 step program. You work on it every day. I think that it's one of those things that uh, for me, I mean, even this morning when I was on the water, having the conversation with my BFF Coco, and I was talking to her about something that happened recently. And I said, it's so interesting to me that this, when I, when I, when I first started going through my, my own recovery. Like we think about recovery is just simply for the addict and it's not the recovery system is the recovery has to happen for uh, the partners as well. Yes. If it's for the parents, if it's for the mothers, the fathers, the daughters, whoever it is. Right. And um, in my own recovery, I have found that this is something that I need to work on every single day. Yes. I wake up in the morning and it is a choice. It is not, I don't choose to, well, today I'm going to sit in pain. Today I'm going to choose to sit in anger. Today I'm going to choose to sit in the resentment from, let's say, you know, 28 years ago from the day that I was raped. Like, I'm not going to do that. And so every day when I get up, I make a choice. And I do compare it to the 12-step program because of that. You know, we need to also have faith within ourselves. We need to go through and really be able to- 100%. Go into the, the- muck. I could literally like call it the muck. There are days where you're like, Oh, this just doesn't feel good. We also have to give ourselves permission to sit in our emotions and to sit in if it's the bathtub and cry, or if it's with our teddy bear in our bed, you know, even at 46, I'm 46 and I still do this. And so I think that the biggest misconception that people have is for anything is that if I do it once, it's going to be done. Perfect. And that is such a misconception. It is. And I like this idea that you're saying we need to give ourselves a little space um, that there's not such a quick expiration date. And sometimes you're going to feel these feelings for a while. Yep. And be okay with it. It's a process. Well, and if I can go here with you on this as well and get your take on this, um, you know, I know that a lot of traumatized people, uh, they don't, if they don't handle the trauma from early age, if they don't, I know your, your father passed away when you were 10, correct? Yes. If they don't look at those situations in our life, those, and it's an opportunity for growth. And if we don't look at it like that, um, what happens is it eventually catches up with us. So then when we go on later on in life and we have something else happen that's devastating, It brings up the trauma from our younger years. I think 100%. And like for me, because I'm just optimistic in my DNA, and then I learned to be even more optimistic, that that the passing of my father, then two years later, my sister died in a car accident. Her friend was driving, and it was in the fog in San Francisco, went off a little cliff. My sister passed. Those kind of things, they affected me in such a deep way. 
but I didn't know how to process them because I was 10 and 12. Right. So what I found later in life that I was hemorrhaging at times, Mm -hmm. but didn't know why. Right. I was like, why do I have this weird sadness in the midst of so many great things going on? Mm -hmm. And so then I started seeing an amazing psychologist who taught at USC. (laughs) And um, this lady literally helped change my life. I I worked with her for over 20, 40 years. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta deal with it. And uh, thank goodness you're around and doing surgery on a daily basis. Thank you. Well, and thank God that you listened along the way, right? Like, thank God that you had that person that you also listened to and realized I can now go and look at these times, look at the death of my sister and my father and, and be able to then through that, have these conversations. Yeah. We're all ripples, right? Like that's what we're here for. No, no doubt about it. And so I like to say this statement that you may not be what you want to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. That's good. I think for, for, for you, for me, for everybody that's watching, is that, listen, we, we would like to be the finished product, and that's just not going to happen right now. But we need to enjoy where we are on the way to where we're going. And so to me, I've never had this much peace in my life. Um, probably about two years ago, I called my sister up. I'm very close to my two sisters. And I called one of them up and I said, man, I said, I hope nothing bad's going to happen to me. And she goes, what are you talking about? I go, I have so much peace. I hope yeah. I'm not going to die. Because <laughs> I've never had that much peace. And so a lot of my strength right now is not in my projects. Because mm-hmm. people always want to talk to me about, what's the latest project? And listen, we got some great projects going on. <laughs> but I'm more into like being fully present, fully feeling fully alive, dialoguing with you right now. Can you tell that I'm actually like right here? Oh, I know. Well, that's why I love doing video because I I love like seeing you. I love to be able to just like see you. Yeah. I see I see the, the your soul through your eyes. Yeah. You know, it's that's what I love. I love being with people. That's just what I love to do. Yes. It's that's like, that's my jam space, you know, being able to look at them and say, oh my gosh, I see you. Yeah. So we have a few more minutes. I want to ask yes. you, when is your book coming out? Do we have any so idea? We do. My book is coming out November 10th, nice. a week after the elections. Perfect. I know. I'm really excited. The cover is uh, going to be presented on Earth Day, which is really exciting. Um, I feel, you know, it's interesting when you're talking about peace. I keep telling everybody this. I feel so at peace with everything. Yes. Even in the midst of everything that's happening, I feel like it's all happening. You know, there's so much happening for us. Yes. And with this book, you know, people have asked me, you sure this is the right time? I'm like, it's the perfect time yeah. Yeah. because it's time. Yes, because you're, there's a crisis and you're equipped to help us through the crisis. Thank you. That mm-hmm. means a lot to me. Thank you. I really, really you, take you those worked, words. You worked hard, and it's not just because you've been injured or hurt or went through this, that, the other. It's you also did the work. Like mm-hmm. it's that I was with a guy recently at one of my conferences, and he goes, "It's amazing how you just freestyle." I go, "Freestyle, <laughs> freestyle." <laughs> Seriously, what do you mean freestyle? <laughs> it's you're <Literally>. like. <laughs> 
You know, like, got so much research yeah, sitting there. Field, I got notes. <laughs> Freestyle. Look at this. Here's a whole comeback manual. Um, I mean, listen, I'm sitting here with my journal. I'm like writing things down. <laughs> Freestyle. Going, Victoria, you're freestyling. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so I, that's really funny. I mean, I think that you've been, um, uh, I had somebody say to me one time, they said, I would sooner go to you who has done the work and experienced life, like to the depth that you have Mm -hmm. than I would than just somebody that read it out of a textbook. And I said, well, isn't that what it's about? And Miko, that's why the book is actually, my book is titled that walk through this. I don't know if you know, but we also have a, we're working on a documentary um, that is uh, also titled Walk Through This. Um, The documentary is to come out a year from, well, sometime in 2021. We're hoping for this year, but we're in post-production. We filmed, uh, it's my life, but it's also about the journey of others going through their own uh, life journeys and nature healing. And we filmed in the Grand Canyon over um, Thanksgiving, which is during a state of emergency, which was really exciting. 10 women. Yeah. So it's, it's been fun. I really do. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's really cool. A lot of great things happening for you right now. Thank you. Lots, lots of good things and just playing with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just ask you one quick question before uh, we jump off. And I've been sitting here, I was sitting on my paddleboard this morning thinking about this. And I actually then asked Coco, Coco, what would you like to ask Tim's story? if you could ask Tim's story, anything. Mm -hmm. So what she asked, what she wanted to know is um, where do you find your balance and your peace? Yeah. And I have both. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of projects that we do, a lot of companies that I help run and I really stay just like this alignment. Yeah. So to me, um, the peace is my God connection mm-hmm. is that that happened early in life. I was introduced to religion and church at age four. <laughs> then I moved more into a relationship later in life. But I, I would really have to admit this. My, my peace side is in connection. Okay. The, source. the balance, the balance is just looking at what my priorities are. And my priorities are not just work or becoming famous or nothing like that. I, I'm into living. And when you live your, your life uh, and you really truly live, part of living is giving. And so it's a privilege to live, to be on this planet for as many years as we get to. And then out of my overflow of life, it seems that a lot of people are being affected by the life that life gave me. That's beautiful. Cause that was the other question that she was going to ask you is about helping others. And I said, well, that's just like a given. This is what he yeah, does. It's an, so, over, it's yeah. an overflow. Like if I go into a Seven Eleven, I see somebody begging for money. I'm not just going to give the money. I'm going to have the dialogue. Yeah. Why? Cause that's somebody's son or that's somebody's daughter. Yeah. Thousand percent. I love you. Thank you. You speak my words, you speak my language, and I feel that energy connection. You are a wonderful, remarkable man, and we are blessed and honored to have you on this world. 
So let's do more together. We'll, we'll dialogue some more. I look forward to outside it. Outside of this, because we're with, as you said, the same publishing company. Mm-hmm. And we'll push your documentary and your book and all that when it comes out. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your time. Time is our biggest gift. So I appreciate that. It is a privilege. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for dealing with all of the extra stuff that's been happening in my house since um, I'm, you know, yeah, don't have the office because it's being used for quarantine. We handle it well. (laughs) Isn't it great? (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you, my friends. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahsholtoncrans.com to grab my free seven steps to a joy-filled life. I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review, go to my Instagram or Facebook page, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.